You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode where we are going to be talking about this idea of getting out of your own way. I know it's not a very sexy title, but I do believe that this is a very important concept that needs to be discussed, and I need to teach you some things, and I need to get you into a new perspective and a new mindset. And this is going to be so crucial and very applicable to what you're going to be doing when you're going out and you're talking to women, especially when you're going on dates. This can even work at parties, all very important stuff. So we'll get to that in just a second. I want to tell everyone a big thank you for anyone who's left a review on iTunes. I can't really tell you and explain how important those reviews on iTunes are. They really help push the podcast out. So thank you so much to anyone who has left a review, especially a five-star review with a nice comment. Again, it just helps so much to push this out and to be you know, the number one podcast here that helps guys with dating, with relationships, with sex, and understanding females and really having the kind of dating life that they want. Your reviews on iTunes, again, help tremendously. So thank you. Thank you for anyone who has left a review. Of course, you can leave a review too. Just go to iTunes, go to the iTunes app or the podcast app. Actually, I don't think iTunes is even an app anymore. So no, never mind. It's not iTunes, it's podcast. So in the Apple podcast app, if you want to leave a review, please do so. Love to hear from you. Hopefully it's a five-star review and uh, you can comment on why it's been helping you and why you like it. So go ahead and do that. Go to Apple podcast, leave a review if this podcast has helped you in any way. Of course, if it hasn't helped you, don't leave a review at all. Just keep listening. And I'm sure that one day you will get a bit of information that is going to change your dating life. I can almost guarantee it. Coaching is available. I have two programs right now, my Trip Advice Accelerator program and my Trip Advice Mastermind program. The Trip Advice Accelerator program is where you and I work together one-on-one and the Trip Advice Mastermind program is where you are in a group of guys and working together and helping each other out and going through all the steps that it needs to that we need to take to get you to the point where you're meeting and attracting women. Of course, we're doing that also in the Accelerator program. The only difference is in the Accelerator program, it's just a little bit more focused on you and not as much the group mindset. So check those out. Go to coachedbytrip.com if you need more information on what the coaching is about and what kind of results you'll get. And then you and I can hop on a phone call and see if coaching is a good fit for you. A lot of guys ask me, why don't you just have a sign-up page on your website? People can just sign up, sign up. But the thing is, is I can't just let anyone into the program. And the reason why is because I can't help everyone. Yes, it is true. I cannot help everyone. Everyone has different issues and different uh, problems that they're that they're trying to deal with. You know, it's it's funny this whole idea with relationships and and talking to women because it's it's so related to your your self esteem and your confidence and who you are as a person. And sometimes it goes so deep that it's more work for someone who would be a therapist, right? So there's a very thin line between dating advice and also you know self help in the sense of getting yourself to a level where you even feel comfortable being able to talk to another human being. Of course, that is what I help with. But if you are in some sort of traumatic situation and you have a lot of issues that have been come to you from childhood and any kind of traumatic events, that is a little bit out of my realm. So it's best if you get help with the therapist or the doctor before you then come and do coaching with me. Anyways, my point is, is that that is why I have the application process so I can see, okay, 
is this a person who is a good fit, who's going to benefit from coaching? And, and I will know based on the application and the call that we do together or a call that you'll do with one of my TripAdvice team members. So go to coachedbytrip.com if you need help today. So how to get out of your own way, how to stop caring what people think of you, which are very uh, related, right? That's the whole thing is when you care about what people think of you, you are getting in your own way. You are the block. You are, you are the block to your success, which is funny. We see it as something outside of us, but really it's not. It's not outside of us at all. It is us. We are always getting in our own way. Always. It's very, very rare. It's very rare circumstances where there is someone who's in your way that you need to somehow remove. Most of the time, I would like to say 90% of the time, it is you who's getting in your own way. And it really stems a lot from caring what people think of you. By the way, I'm not perfect either. If you think that I still don't struggle with this, then you'd be kidding yourself. Of course, I'm human. And this is something that I'm sure I'll always struggle with and that humans will always struggle with. But there's a difference between someone who is letting it completely take over their lives versus someone who has it in control. So I like to say that I have it in control and I want to teach you how to have it in control. How do you have this in control? Well, it's all down to mindsets, okay? So mindsets, what a mindset is, is it's a way of thinking about things in a new perspective. It's trying to enter a new reality. So we enter a new reality from a new mindset, which then helps us become more comfortable with what we're trying to achieve. So if you're trying to achieve, let's say, going over and approaching women and talking to a woman, well, you might need a new mindset to enter a new reality so it can help you and make you feel a little bit more comfortable and motivate you and inspire you to take action. And so that's what a mindset is. You're almost convincing yourself of this new reality. Sometimes it comes in the form of mantras, saying things to yourself over and over, hypnotizing yourself, brainwashing yourself, but in a positive way. I know brainwashing has a very negative connotation, but if we can brainwash ourselves for the good, I think that'd be pretty cool. If we can remind ourselves that we can become someone who's going to be better and stronger with a new mindset, I think that's pretty cool. So in this whole sense of how to stop caring what people think of you, you know, it all comes down to kind of these situations that you have when you're going out and you're talking to women and you fear people listening in on your conversations and you're scared of the judgment people of, of the judgment of people around you, especially the judgment of the woman that you're talking to, or you're afraid of that's why people are afraid of public speaking, by the way, because it's like intense judgment. Right, You are speaking in front of a group of people. It's not just one person. It's like this big group of people and all these eyes are on you and all these people are looking at you and thinking of you and boy, that's a lot of stress or it can be, it doesn't have to be, but the people who don't have the right mindsets, it can be very stressful. So it can happen when you go and approach a woman that is very attractive all the way to approaching a group of women, all the way to public speaking. We care what people think of us and we have the wrong mindsets. We have the wrong maps. We're in a false reality. So the reality that most guys live in is this reality of when they are going out and talking to a woman and people are around, they are assuming the worst. They are assuming that the woman or the women and the people around them are thinking the worst things about them. Like this guy's a loser. This guy should not be doing this. I can't believe he's doing this. 
wow, this guy is going to get rejected. It's a lot of emotions at once from assumptions that we're creating in our head. So that is your reality. And because that's your reality, it becomes a lot tougher to do approaches. Therefore, approach anxiety sets in and you don't end up doing any approaches or talking to any woman at a party, at a bar, at a grocery store, wherever you may be. Okay, so this is what makes it tough is that your reality is everyone's against you. Everyone hates you. You are a loser. You think you're a loser before you're going over there. So you're afraid of the confirmation that you might receive from what you assume the thoughts might be of the people around you, like them thinking that you're an idiot, loser, worthless piece of shit. And so this is what you're thinking. And I couldn't blame anyone for not wanting to do that, or I should say avoiding going over and approaching because that sounds like a really tough situation to be in. Or, and this is where the mindset shift comes in, or we look at this in a little bit of a different way. Maybe we look at this in a way where when you're going over there, Instead of assuming that people are thinking that, we could say, well, let's assume that maybe, you know, let's flip it completely, 180. People are thinking, wow, this guy's awesome. Wow, he's got the courage to go over there. Maybe you're giving the opportunity to an amazing woman to see that you're amazing. And so you're giving her that opportunity and you're doing her a favor. So that's a 180 way of looking at it. And I like that, but I also think that's not as powerful because I think we can agree that that's probably not 100% true. So what do we know to be true? The only thing we know to be true is that we don't know what people are thinking. So I like to go into a situation going, okay, well, I don't know what these people are thinking. Maybe it's bad. Maybe it's good. Maybe they're not paying attention at all. I'll never know. But what I do know, this is where it gets pretty powerful. You got to be thinking about this. What I do know is that the amount of energy and the amount of power that I'm giving in the sense of how I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that these people are thinking about me. Like I am assuming that these people are just so obsessed with what's happening with me. The fact that I'm giving that so much power, so much energy, that is completely false. So what I'm trying to say is, is that most likely, 99.9% sure of this, that when you're going over and you're talking to a woman, you're going over there and making conversation, most of those people, they don't actually care about you as much as you think they do. You're giving them that power. You're creating this, this story in your head that these people are thinking about it and they're always going to be thinking about it when in reality okay, maybe they think about it, whether it's good or bad or whatever it is. And by the time the interaction is over and they watch you talk to that girl and that girl had that experience with you, by the time it's over and every minute that goes by, this won't even be a memory in most of these people's head. Now, maybe the girl that you approach, let's say she rejects you, maybe she thinks about it. Maybe she tells her friend that night and then a day goes by and another day goes by and it becomes this memory in her head that's not even real anymore and she'll probably forget about it too. So my point is, is that it is so much more powerful to live in a reality where when you go in and you do these approaches and you're talking to these people, that really it only exists in that moment. And the second the moment is over, It's like it never happened. So you're worried about a moment that's existing for at most, well, if you're talking to a girl, let's just, let's just play this out. You're talking to a girl. Okay, with her, maybe 15 minutes. I mean, that's 
at the best. And if you're going 15 minutes, that means you're in a good interaction with someone who's probably very interested in seeing you again. And, you know, at the worst, maybe it's 30 seconds or a couple minutes and that's it. So you have to deal with this 30 second kind of tough, potential, embarrassing situation where you're talking to someone, maybe people are listening or you're talking to a group of people and they're watching you. That's it. And so is it really worth it? Now you understand the mindset. So then you got to say, is it worth it to avoid that situation to then not have the opportunity to meet a woman, to build your self-esteem, to build your confidence, to be dating, to find a girlfriend or a wife or whatever? Think about that. It doesn't make a lot of logical sense. So that's what I'm trying to do for you because I know a lot of guys that I coach with and talk to. They say to me, Trip, I know, I know it's not rational. I know it is completely irrational, but I can't help it. So I say to them, well, if you can't help it, then what we're going to do is we are going to work on your mindset. And that is your new mindset. Understanding that as you go into this, nobody cares as much as you think they care. Nobody is paying attention as much as you think they're paying attention. And if they are, they're barely going to remember it and they'll probably never think about it again. You are the center of your story. You are the center of your universe and reality. So for you, you assume that everyone's thinking about you, talking about you, judging you. But in reality, everyone is not worried about you. They don't give a shit about you. They give a shit about themselves just like you do because that's what you're caring about in that moment, aren't you? So that's what I want you to be thinking about as you go into this, thinking about how to you know, stop caring what people think of you. They don't care about you. They don't care. They're not thinking of you. We're so self-absorbed into our own worlds. We care about ourselves. I don't say that in this kind of negative way. It's just the reality. You're trying to do the things that you need to do to what? Survive. Going through Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you need to worry about your shelter and your food and your oxygen and your water. And then you worry about the next things, whatever that may be your career, self-actualization, of course, sex, all the primal desires. That's what you care about. Now, I don't think that there are times in your life where you don't care about other people. Like you might care about your parents or your friends and other people outside of you. Like in a way right now, I'm caring about you, right? Trying to help you. But those are moments few and far between. Like right now, I care about giving you this advice And then what's going to happen after I record this podcast? I'm going to be just caring about getting this to my editor to edit it and then get it up and get it scheduled. And then I'm going to move on to the next thing that's part of my day. And that's normal, just like you are. You're listening to this. You're listening to it for you. I know we're getting quite meta here, but hopefully it helps. And then you're going to do the next thing in part of your day that's going to be for you. So most time it's for you. It's just a survival mechanism. That's all it is. Nothing to feel bad about. Nothing to, to, you know, to worry about or just how it is. And that's how everyone's thinking. They care about themselves ultimately. And mostly they're doing the things that they need to do to survive and live the kind of life that they want to live. So why do you need to worry about this false reality of people truly not giving a shit? when you think that they do. How does that sound? Does that help you a little bit? Hopefully it does. If it does, leave a freaking iTunes review. I keep saying iTunes. I really don't even know if that exists anymore. An Apple review, if this helped you out. Or you can DM me at TripAdvice on Instagram. Say hello. 
And hopefully this helped you out. Why don't we go into some q and I want to answer some questions for people who have written in. You can write in too. Trip at tripadvice.com. Email me with your question and I will answer it here on the podcast. D. Halpin writes in. He says, Hey, Trip, I've been taking your advice on dating multiple women to avoid getting stuck on one single woman, aka oneitis. My question for the podcast is what's the best way to go about cutting ties? with one of the women. We've been seeing each other for a couple of weeks, going on dates and sleeping together. She hasn't done anything wrong, but I'd like to focus my time on the other women I'm currently talking to and other women I haven't met yet. Look forward to hearing from you. Keep up the good work, D. Halpin. All right, D. awesome. Great question and a unique one at that. Of course, this is what happens when you take my advice. You start dating multiple women. Would you look at that? I'm just proud. Proud that this is working for you. And that's what you got to do. So guys, take the advice and use it. Okay, back to D. D, it's very simple. All you got to do is say to the girl pretty much the honest truth. Maybe it's not the exact to the T detailed descriptive truth, but it is a truth. And it goes like this. You tell her, and this is up to you. This is at your discretion, whether you want to do this over text or in person, if you've been seeing her for a very long time, maybe over the phone. Not in person. In person's for when you have a girlfriend, but over the phone or over text. If it's been a long time, I would do it over the phone. If it's been a kind of a short fling, I think text is fine. You text them and you say, hey, name. I just wanted to say, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've had a great time with you, but I'm not feeling the connection I was hoping for. I wanted to be honest with you and tell you as soon as possible. I hope you understand and I truly do wish you the best. Literally word for word, you're going to say that. I couldn't have said it any better than that, by the way. So if you want to hear that again, just rewind it. You can write it down and transcribe it and send it over to the girl. That's it. It's really the whole idea of saying, I want to be honest with you. I'm not feeling the connection. I wish you the best. So that puts a end to it. That puts a pin in it. Let them know that you wanted to communicate this to them. So at some level, hopefully they appreciate it because you could have done something worse, right? You can ghost. By the way, I've heard crazy ghosting stories. You would never believe, or maybe you would, but I've heard some ghosting stories where a guy will date a girl for like several months, practically be in a relationship with them and ghost them. I've heard that from uh, from guys and girls. Like the person just completely disappears and, and not because like they got kidnapped. I mean, they just totally disappear on them. Well, who knows? Maybe they did get kidnapped, but that's probably very unlikely. I don't really know the whole story, but but really, they just completely disappear. It's like the ultimate ghost. Hopefully, no pun intended there, but uh, yeah, crazy. We live in a crazy world. Anyway, my point is, is you're not going to be ghosting them, which is a pretty cool move. Maybe they'll appreciate it. Maybe they won't. Either way, it's just about ending it, not leaving any loose ends so that you don't tease them and then you'll be hopefully out of the drama. Hope that helps, D. Let's go to Andrew from Canada. Hey, Trip, he says, I've been following your show for some time now. It has given me the motivation and the courage to talk to women in real life, and that is something I normally wouldn't do. But... I still feel as though I'm not getting anywhere with women. I used to be religious and people would tell me a girl would just come into my life, so I never tried. Oh, man, I this is the problem. This is why my work exists, because someone told you that. Okay, he continues, I'm 34 now and sometimes I feel like I'm too old and should give up. I've tried cold approaching women at malls, 
parks, grocery store, clothing store, at work, and one time at a gas station, but I'm finding the quality of women just isn't there. Most of them are too old or too young. When I went to the beach, there were a lot of women, but I didn't want to make it awkward by starting an empty conversation that ultimately goes nowhere. My question is, what more should I be doing? Should I get a cognitive behavioral therapist to help me get over not being able to approach women? I would hate to be struggling like this when I'm 40. The range I'm looking for is 25 to 30, and I'm also still a virgin, and that probably doesn't help. Andrew from Canada. Andrew, okay, we have a lot We have a lot to cover here because this is rich. There's a lot going on. Okay, so here's the thing. You, 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 you're saying two different things here. You're saying that you're not able to approach women, but in the third paragraph, you say, I've tried cold approaching women at the mall parks grocery store. And so then you're saying that you're not finding the quality of women. So I'm just a little confused if it's a quality issue or if it's an approaching issue. I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think you have a problem with approaching the women. I think that when you're approaching women, it's this combination of you're probably not doing it to the best of your ability, which is, by the way, that's where coaching would come from. I help guys in this exact situation because some guys don't know what they're doing wrong. I could guess, though, because you said here, key sentence, which is your last one, you said, I'm also, I'm still a virgin. So because you're still a virgin, what that means is you're probably coming off unconfident or needy or desperate or try hard in the approaches. That's just a guess. Of course, I don't know for sure. But my guess is that you're a virgin, or I should say, because you're a virgin, you are acting in this way where you're not fully comfortable around women and also are putting so much emphasis on being a virgin that it's coming off subconsciously through the way you're acting in your interactions. So you're at this kind of ultimate outcome dependency, meaning you're so focused on potentially losing your virginity or getting a date that that is coming out in the way that you're acting when you're talking to women. So that's one thing to think about. Now you said here, when I went to the beach, there were a lot of women, but I didn't want to make it awkward. So you're also putting too much pressure on yourself with these approaches when you're doing the approaches. We need to take the pressure off. We need to breathe. And we need to treat these conversations as just conversations and not a means to an end, a means to losing your virginity. That's where we get into trouble. We do not want to be thinking about every single approach as I need to lose my virginity. I need to get this girl's number. It needs to work. It needs to work. It needs to work. Too much pressure on it. And then it doesn't work. Okay. Now, you're saying something interesting here is also that you're, you're not finding the quality of women. So you're from Canada. I wish you would have told me a specific city. Then I would have helped you out a little bit, looked it up on the map and found maybe a nearest city. But it's very easy. Go to Google Maps, find the nearest city where there's more people, and you do your approaching there. I'm also thinking if you were able to approach this many women at malls, parks, grocery stores, maybe you're being a little too picky. Maybe. I don't know what kind of quality of woman you're looking for. But, you know, I think that maybe you're just not giving it the, the college try that you should. And if you really are, if you truly are, and you're not in denial on that, then I would find a nearest city that is bigger to give you more options to find that age range that you're looking for, which you said is 25 to 30, okay? I'd also, I hate to plug this, but it, it will help you a lot. I would check out my Hooked program. 
It's at getterhooked.com. It's a full course on approaching, understanding attraction, going over my TED formula and teaching you the practical steps to be going up to women and talking to them and doing what you need to do to build attraction. So I feel like maybe you're doing these approaches, but you're a little bit in the dark, like you're kind of just throwing darts at a dartboard. And by the way, that's fantastic. I'd rather you do that than do nothing. But now it's time to tighten up your approaches and get more comfortable with the approaches and know how to continue a conversation and know how to use your language and tonality and body language to be able to get her attracted to you. All that information all over the podcast, as well as on and in my Hooked program. I'll put a link for that in the show notes like I always do. Um, Again, I can't give you an answer to all that because that would be a a 15-hour podcast right here Um, because we're talking about just the basic and general idea of building attraction when you're going up to these women. But what I think you need to do is stop putting so much emphasis on the fact that you're a virgin and try to just have conversations with women and maybe start going out with women that, okay, you're not fully attracted to, but you have a little bit of attraction to so you can get some numbers under your belt, meaning some dates under your belt, some conversations, some experience, so that the more and more you do it, the more easier, the easier it will be to approach, to talk to women, to feel more comfortable. So it's great. It's great that you have the motivation. I'm so glad I've given you the motivation and courage to the podcast. I'm very happy about that. But now it's time to get to the next step. Start recording your approaches. I can teach you how to do that real quick. Take your phone, put in your pocket, plug in your headset that you get with your phone has to be wired, not wireless. Wireless doesn't really record very well. Plug it in, get to the voice memo app, record your approach and listen in and go, what could I have done better? And if you want to know what to do better, you get the hooked program, go to my YouTube channel, listen in, go to any of my 564 episodes on this podcast and learn what you can do right and wrong with your flirting techniques, with your opener. And this is a way to learn this on your own. Of course, you could do coaching with me, but if you can't do coaching and you do this on your own, you analyze it on your own. You see what you're doing right and wrong. All the information is out there. So now it's time to start to tweak, 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 because now you're doing the approaching. Step one is done. Step two, start tweaking, start seeing where you can get better and lose the outcome dependence. All right, Joe from Arizona. What you got for me, Joe? He says here, Trip, thanks so much for your podcast. I appreciate what you're doing. Lots of great ideas. I just got out of an eight-year relationship that ended tragically after she passed away. Joe, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's, uh, that's very sad. I hope you're doing okay. He says, I wasn't intending on getting back into the dating scene, but I had women show interest in me, so here we go. It's only been since April. How honest should I be about this? Is this something I should share? Any ideas concerning the situation I should be aware of? Thanks in advance for your thoughts, Joe from Arizona. Well, uh, this is very tragic. And the fact that someone you were that close with has passed away has probably affected you on, on many levels emotionally. So before I would even think about dating, and you wrote this just a few weeks ago in September, And you said, it sounds like she passed away in April. So what is that, April to September? Yeah, you're looking at about five months there. So five months is is a nice time in terms of heal time, but it's also quality, not quantity. I'm curious of the quality of that heal time. Did you see a therapist? Did you talk to 
people uh, in your family, your friends? Have you been very communicative about what's going on and not holding in all your emotions? That's where it might be tough to get back in the dating scene. So I'd think about that before you jump right in. Therapy is definitely a good option because if you're not exploring some of these feelings and emotions with somebody, they can end up coming out in these new relationships and then it could be bad. And, you know, just like you probably wouldn't, you wouldn't want to date someone who hasn't healed from their tragic loss of the person that they were just with, right? So it's good for you to be more whole before you go and you talk to some women, ones that would be interested in you. So know that. Okay, now your questions were, how honest should I be about this? Is this something I should share? Any ideas concerning the situation I should be aware of? Well, I gave you my ideas concerning the situation. And is this something you should bring up? No, you don't need to bring this up. First of all, I wouldn't see a reason to bring it up because if you're bringing it up in the in the sense where you want to get some sympathy, or you're trying to, you know, make her feel bad for you, I guess that's the same thing, right? So if you're trying to get her to like you more because of this, or or console you, well, that's going to make you look very unattractive. It's going to make you look like a weak man, like you haven't figured this out. So you're looking to her to, you know, get that sympathy from. So unless she directly asks, I might tell her, you know, you're not going to lie, but also it would be, and I hope this has to be the truth, what I'm about to say here. So really understand this. Hopefully she, if she does ask you, you can say, uh, you know, if she asks you, oh, like, you know, when's the last time you were in a relationship? You say, oh, I, I was in a long relationship that ended, you know, just several months back. And and of course, it'd be kind of weird not to tell her um, that the person passed away. I don't know. Like, what if it ends up when you guys end up dating more and then you didn't mention that one thing? So it's okay to mention it, but you got to mention it in a way where, you know, that you have healed your wounds. Again, I'm saying this to you like it should be true. Like you've healed your wounds. So you got to say like, yeah, it's tragic and it was, you know, terrible at the time, but I've gone through a, a major healing process and, and finally ready to, to date again and, and get back out there. You know, so you need to be saying that as a true statement. If you can't say that right now, then you're not ready to date again. All right. So if she asks you, you can bring it up, but I wouldn't bring it up. Like, I don't know why you would just bring that up to her. I can't see any positive reason for you to bring it up unless she brings it up first, unless she somehow asks you, or maybe, you know, you guys are sharing a, a deep moment on date, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, where somehow it comes out. But otherwise we don't need to bring that up again. If you're saying, well, trip, I don't want to, you know, be so callous and I don't want to, you know, hold these things in. That seems so, so, you know, so tough to do. Well, again, she's not your therapist. See what I'm saying here? She's not your therapist, Joe. She's not the one that needs to be helping you. You need to be helping yourself. How do we do that? We talk to our family. We talk to our friends. We talk to doctors and therapists. We don't use our significant others as a backboard for our problems where we just spit all of our issues at them. That's not what we do. We don't do that in relationships because it will kill the attraction as much as it seems to be like the vulnerable and intuitive thing to do. You're actually killing attraction. So in my relationship, I do not bring up all of my stresses and woes. Okay, once in a while, you can't help it. You're not going to fake it. You know, maybe I've had a stressful day and she's like, oh, you know, is everything okay? Like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm just, it's been a long day, right? But hopefully I've managed to understand what my stress is and deal with it and not puke it out onto my relationship. 
And let me tell you something, my relationship has been amazing because of that. It's been strong. And so again, I'm not sitting here holding in all my feelings and emotions. I solve them. I talk to my mentors. I'm not in therapy at the moment, but if I was, I would talk to my therapist, right? So I solve them on my own and I don't need to look to her to be someone who's just hearing all of my problems. Again, once in a while when things go wrong, you bring it up. Okay, you know, there's exceptions. It's going to happen. Things slip through, whatever. You have a bad day, you're a little bit stressed. But I also wouldn't want that from my partner too. Like, do you want a partner who's going to be stressed and complaining to you all the time? No, it's not fun. It's not attractive. It's like, dude, solve your stuff. So anyways, we're getting kind of deep into this, but this is all related. It's the same idea. This all starts from the very beginning of the relationship. So Joe, the main thing here, buddy, hopefully you are healing through this. And if you are not fully healed and you can't say to a woman that you are, then you're not ready to be dating again. And you need to you need to figure out how to heal the wounds from your tragic loss. And again, I am sorry for your loss. And thanks for sharing that here at the podcast because a lot of guys just learned some good stuff here and is very brave of you. So appreciate it. Hopefully that helps. Great questions. Guys, if you need help, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. I am here to answer your questions. I am always going to be here. This podcast, I hope, will never end. I'm sure one day it will, but not for a long, long time. So email me. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. And let's get this solved. Put in the subject line podcast question. If you feel that asking a question is just not enough for the podcast, you want my help, go to coachedbytrip.com where you can join my Trip Advice Mastermind Program or my Trip Advice Accelerator Program. And let's get you the help you need. Maybe you're not ready for coaching yet. Maybe you need just a video course to get you started. Go to getherhooked.com and go to that page and learn more about what Hooked will do for you and how it's going to help you with dating and your love and sex life. Hopefully, you've learned something today. And if you did, give me that five stars on the podcast, not the iTunes, the podcast app. There's a lot there. I want to give you all the options we can to help you. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.